0: Welcome to the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are and you should know what time it is. This is Tyler Sheff and I am the host of the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. And this week, guys, we're going to talk about the Airbnb life preserver that a lot of you, unfortunately, some of you, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say a lot of you. Some of you tend to use Airbnb as a life preserver. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And what do I mean by that? Well, I've seen a lot of things posted, a lot of deals coming up on the internet, <clears throat> and I see that everybody has the same exit strategy, and that is, oh, well, yeah, it's only worth 100 grand, but as an Airbnb, the, Airbnb, the ARV is going to be a million bucks. And I go, of course, I'm exaggerating with those numbers, but being realistic, guys, uh, we tend to, I see a market shift towards people are taking what would normally be a terrible deal, calling it a great deal because you can Airbnb it. Well, first of all, Let's get correct on that. You don't Airbnb something, you short-term. You rent it short-term, okay? Airbnb is a marketing channel. Let's be clear on that. And that is not the end-all be-all to everything. I see people down here in QS getting caught up in that a lot. They think, oh, well, you know this this is going to be amazing because people will pay whatever the market bears to rent something via Airbnb. And while that may be somewhat true in sometimes the year, that's not year-round. When we were going through the seaport Inn property. One of the ways that we had to stress test the deal was to say, let's pretend this thing cannot be rented as a short-term rental. And in that case, what, is, what does the deal look like? And I'm telling you, it paints a completely different picture. Now, that wasn't the reason why we wound up not being able to, to close on the deal. That was uh, because of the uh, the debt service, a change, a change in the, the facts as far as the debt service goes. But bottom line is, you have to stress test these deals. You can't just apply a Band-Aid that says, oh, it's an Airbnb deal. Therefore, we can put whatever numbers we want because everything is great. Another thing I see people doing is using the DSCR loans, which they have their place. Don't get me wrong, DSCR meaning debt service coverage ratio loans. And generally speaking, and this varies from lender to lender, but these lenders that are doing the debt service coverage ratio loans are wanting to see that you have between a one25 and one point four, I think, is the highest one I've seen debt service coverage ratio on your deal. Well, that really is up to kind of you and an appraiser, but you know you got to understand the data points that are out there that give you the rent amounts are not a hundred percent accurate. Those are in most cases advertised rates, and I want you to be careful with that first of all. So let's say you go into Air DNA, which is a very pop- popular uh, data source. You can sign up. I think it's like, I don't know, hundred bucks or something like that, or we, we have a membership, but it doesn't cost that much, but it gives you data points. You can type in, I don't know, Tampa, Florida, uh, type in a zip code, maybe three, four, six, eight, nine, Tarpon Springs, Florida, and it will give you the ADR average daily rate and things like that. Well, what people are doing is they're using that ADR average daily rate and they're calling that their, that's what they're basing their income on. And when it comes to occupancy rates, A lot of times they think, well, why would I ever be empty, right? So I'm going to make it 80%, 90%. Well, if you're in the Tampa Bay market, you're not going to get 80% occupancy. I'm here to tell you, it just doesn't happen. Now, are there times of the year I own properties in the Tampa, St. Pete area, and we don't do that. Our occupancy is not that high. The national average, you should know, is around 60%. Now, that's going to change. If you're in Olathe, Kansas, it might be 40%. It might be 20%. Who knows? You need to understand what the occupancy rate is for your area. And the best way to know that is the network with every sh- other short-term rental operators. Now, everybody wants to tell you that they never have problems. They always make a killing and they're always full. Well, if you look on Airbnb, their website, or VRBO, and you look at their calendars, it tells a different story. For example, my building, if you look at my building for the net- uh, in Tarpon Springs, the short-term rental we have, you look at our at our Airbnb auction or listing or whatever you call it, You won't see much booked beyond a couple weeks, and that's because most of the reservations we get are usually within two weeks of arrival time. Now, there are cases where we'll have reservations farther out, but over the years, what I've learned is that when we allow booking too far in advance, people price shop us, and then they wind up canceling 30 days ahead of schedule so that I'm scrambling to get the place rebooked. Uh, And I don't like doing that anymore. So now what we do is I simply don't allow those bookings. I don't allow bookings outside of 90 days. Um, Recency is important, right? So these know know that all these data aggregators, whatever website you can come up with, there's lots of them. There's MASH Advisor, a few others. They're going off of what's advertised, not off of what's actual. Well, what I mean by that is, let's say I'm offering a place for, I don't know, 100 bucks a night. Um, On Airbnb, but maybe you message me and say, you know, I'll take it. I'd like to get it for 30 days. And for 30 days, I'm willing to pay you $80 a night. I say, okay, that Airbnb or whoever, AirDNA rather, has no way of knowing that the deal that we made because that data, the actual reservation data remains proprietary between the booking channel, in this case, Airbnb or or VRBO and the operator themselves and, of course, the client. So they don't share that data. What they share is what's advertised on the site. So what you see is advertised as 100, but what actually happened was 80, and that can be misleading. And I know a lot of people out there are doing deals based on data sources like data pools, such as AirDNA. And then they, unfortunately, find out the hard way when they close on the deal and they start looking at their, maybe they get through their first quarter or first half of the year, they're going to see that they're coming up light on, on revenue. That presents a problem. And some of these debt service coverage ratio loans have extra, I guess, diligence built into them. Uh, in some cases, they require access to bank accounts. They require that you provide financial reporting every year. or every. I've seen some, actually, I saw one just the other day, They want you to report, send a financial statement in every quarter. So every three months, you have to provide a financial statement and show and send over your booking transcripts, showing what you've booked on Airbnb and VRBO. And in this case, the lender reserved the right to call the loan due if your numbers uh, were below what they considered market for more than two quarters. Now, as from a lending perspective, and I am a lender in a lot of cases, I hold a lot of mortgages myself. That's a great idea because man, you could really learn about a problem before you really start to have one. So I would, if I was going to loan money, which I won't on a short term rental, then I would probably consider writing that language in there. I think that's pretty savvy on their part. But from an operator perspective, if you don't know that's coming, that can leave you short. I mean, you could be in tough, in in hot water real quick. Um, Maybe you've Maybe you've got another COVID situation where in a COVID situation, you will be down for two quarters, no doubt. Um, You will lose at least a quarter's worth of revenue. And then they may want you to have two consistent steady quarters of growth relative to the quarter before you dropped and that can get dangerous. So when you look at these debt service coverage ratio loans, you need to read the fine print. I've looked at five different loan products in the last six months. I've seen five different uh sets of rules and regulations and underwriting guidelines on all five. So that tells me there's a lot of differences between loan products. And this is where guys looking, working with a mortgage broker can be to your benefit because a mortgage broker can help you through this this situation. A mortgage broker is there to make a commission, but they're also there to help. I believe uh, like I my mortgage broker helps me break down the fine print to make sure I'm successful because at the end of the day, if they set me up for failure, they're only going to get one loan out of me. And I'm a kind of guy where if you are good to me, you're going to get lots of loans out of me. I'm good at giving referrals if I get good quality service. If I don't get good quality service, you will absolutely not get a referral from me. Uh, one of the reasons I continually refer Sean Yesner, Yesner Law, is because I think he's one of the most qualified attorneys in the industry, in the real estate industry. He's an expert, skilled negotiator. He's very good at what he does. He's very ethical. He's very practical. So I continue to give him referrals because he does good business. Same thing with Lincoln Lending and Heckman Mortgage. Both of those lenders I use on a regular basis, and I refer them very often because they're both good at what they do. They're both very, uh, uh, what do I mean, ethical. I can't talk today. And... Overall, I enjoy giving referrals because with them because I never get disappointed. They don't leave me hanging. So going back to the Airbnb fix, guys, if you you can't just overpay for a property because you think Airbnb is going to solve all your problems. in the reality, Airbnb is going to probably create more problems, the short-term rental product, than it will solve. And you need to be clear on what those are. For example, I've seen people say, well, I'm not going to count cleaning fees. Or you underestimate the cost of cleaning. Maybe you hire a maid service and they give you a deal and they charge 50 bucks a turn, for example, and you do your underwriting and you think, oh, this will be a great deal because I can get cleaning done for $50 a turn. I'm going to have aunt Susie do it. Well, let's say aunt Susie betrays you and keels over and dies. Well, guess what? Now your cleaning bill is actually going to be more closer to a hundred bucks or maybe even $200. Who knows? You need to have several different data points to look at. If You're looking at when you're looking at you and you could say, oh, I'm going to pass it through. So it's never going to be an expense to me. Well, that's the way I underwrite it. I also underwrite it. I stress test it such that I'm not passing it through. What if all my competitors don't pass it through and they eat it? Now I have to eat it to be competitive. So I want to stress test the deal, making sure that I'm I'm eating the cleaning cost means I can't recoup it from the customer in the rates. Or maybe you deal with a platform or maybe a platform changes their rules down the road. To where you can't charge extra for cleaning well that's the case the only thing you'd be able to do is either eat it or raise your rates to be able to eat it and if you're in a market that's very competitive you may have a tough time uh eating that rate and you know that that could cause you to potentially lose that thing or get into foreclosure so you can't when people are pitching you a product and airbnb is the reason for the price be cautious now that said I've got a property right now that I'm getting ready to put on the market that is absolutely a home run as a short-term rental. Uh, I've actually thought about buying it myself. If it was in a a little closer to the markets I mess with, I would probably buy it myself. But this property is going to go lightning fast. In that case, conservatively, the property turns $60,000 a year minimum. And I believe this is my opinion that it's grossly under rented. I think its potential is significantly higher. So I'm going to market it as a short term rental because it absolutely is already a short term rental. It already produces 60 th- some thousand dollars a year. And I believe its potential is probably closer to 75 or 80 thousand dollars a year. We're going to price this property. It's a two unit property. We're going to price it somewhere probably in the six, six to seven hundred thousand dollar range. And whoever gets to buy it is gonna have a home run on their hands. Because if they just manage it a little differently, change a couple things about furnishing and whatnot, raise the rates gradually, do things like pass through cleaning and stuff like that. Changing the how it's administered and how it's marketed to the public is going to increase the bottom line by fifteen, maybe even twenty thousand dollars a year. So that justifies that price point. That's about one point two five um hurdle rate, which is a strong deal. Now, it's granted, it's only two units, but it's very close to the airport in Tampa. And by by the way, guys, if you're interested in this deal, um, you need to reach out to me. Get on the phone or go to cashflowguys.com. Get on my calendar. Let's talk about it. For this, you're going to need to probably be a cash buyer. I don't believe the seller is going to be interested in, in messing around with the financing contingency. Appraisers are getting conservative, whatnot. Bottom line is, are you willing to buy the potential of an income stream of 80 grand a year for around $600,000. Um, financing it wouldn't be rocket science, but the seller's not going to be excited about getting into, dragging it out for 30 days or whatever they want to put their money into, into some other opportunities they're looking at. So they're listen, letting this one go, in my opinion, cheap. Uh, I think it's probably, it's going to probably priced about 100 grand below market value. So if you're interested in that, you want to be under seven hundred. dollars on a home run short term rental, then you need to reach out to me. Uh, and, and I'm not even sure if this thing's going to go in the MLS. I'm, the sellers indicated they may not want to put it in the MLS. Uh, they may just want to sell it privately with me as their agent, and this will be what you call an exclusive. But that said, if you are a licensed real estate agent in the state of Florida, we'll make sure that you get your commission. Absolutely, I want to make sure that agents get compensated fairly uh, for their time for bringing a good qualified buyer. But it's going to need to be cash. So, guys. Airbnb can be an absolute home run to summarize, but you can't take a bad deal and make it a great deal. The reason why this deal is a great deal because it's going to probably generate $80,000 a year without too much effort. It's already gorgeous and it doesn't need any work. It just needs a different management system and it will probably generate, it needs a marketer is what it needs. It needs somebody that not in addition to management, Is really good at marketing now. From what I could tell, the management company that runs it now is very good at management. But everybody could use an increase, could up their marketing game, right? So I think if you invest a little bit of cash into a marketing program uh, for the property, I think the property would easily do quite well. Eighty thousand dollars is not hard to accomplish. That again, that's going to put you one and a quarter percent or one point two five one three hurdle rate. That's a home run, guys. That's a great opportunity. And, you know, the sky's the limit. It's close to the airport. Maybe you could contract with uh, somebody like Delta Airlines, get air crew in there. You're going to get contract rates. You have more of an idea of what's going on. All kinds of different ways you can change how the property is utilized to generate huge income. And guys, you know, these opportunities don't last forever. When you hear things like this, you need to pick up the phone and get on the phone and talk about it and ask questions. If you're not in a position to do it cash, maybe you can do a equity line on another property. You consolidate other properties, get a blanket loan, whatever, just because it doesn't mean you can't use a loan to buy a property like this. It just means you need to bring the cash elsewhere and the seller won't agree to a financing contingency. So you'd have to do a cash contract. you to have your act together to make sure you can show up with the cash and you have the cash to close. But if you've got the cash to close, guys, this could be a knock-it-out-of-the-park home run opportunity. Again, more information on that, you go to cashflowguys.com, get on my calendar, and let's have a talk about it, and uh, go from there. Guys, I hope you find some value in this, and I don't want you doing deals out there just because they make sense as short-term rentals or Airbnbs. You need to look beyond that. You need to look at, okay, if I can't do a short-term rental, does this make sense? With another exit strategy, can I sell this and get out from under it? Is there meat on the bone? Or is Airbnb the only answer for this property? A lot of times those are tough questions to ask. But you're going to need to be able to do your own due diligence and figure those out. So with that, guys, I hope I leave you well. I hope that you're out there doing good things. Shout out to my boy Chris that came down here to Key West. Hung out with me. We had a couple cups of coffee and a great conversation. Guys, if you're ever in Key West and you want to get together, have a drink, have a cup of coffee, whatever. Shoot the shit about real estate or whatever absolutely look me up go to cashflowguys.com get on my calendar tell me where you want me to meet you down here in key west if i'm in in town i'd be happy to to hook up with you i'm here 95 percent of the time but i do have assets across the state across the country that i do travel to from time to time and i like to have a little bit of a vacation but otherwise guys i will catch up with you next time and we'll see you next week this concludes today's today's episode you don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn